Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590. The fan, a reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday between 2 and 3 p.m. I'm your host, William Liu, and I'm Joe, my producer and co-host, Alex Wong. Alex, the two of us both took L's on the weekend. Who's, uh, who's lost you want to cover first? Yeah, so you know that saying? People like to say, like, things happen in threes. Yeah. I don't know where that came from, but we're going to break down a terrible weekend for all of us here. Okay. Three things happened, okay? If you're listening on the podcast feed, you want to hear about Heat Celtics, uh, you know, fast forward, like, 24 minutes. No, uh, no, no, Or fast forward 10 minutes. If I'm talking about my poker game, fast forward another 15 minutes. But, yeah, so we'll start number one, you know, your soccer team lost. In the Champions League. Liverpool. Yeah, producer yeah. Derek Brandale showed up in a Real Madrid gear yep. today. Yeah. But, you know, 27 targets on goal versus one. What are you going to do? You know? what are you <laughs> yeah, gonna soccer do? is very cruel. Um, it was actually funny because the, the match played out exactly as the way you would anticipate. Um, Liverpool dominated the, the ball, which does not mean they dominated play. Um, they did have more chances. I thought Salah played his best game in months. Um, but Thibaut Courtois, the keeper for Chelsea, was just amazing or Chelsea for for Real Madrid formerly of Chelsea um and yeah and then you know you expected Vinny to get behind uh Trent one time which you know did happen it just felt like Liverpool could have scored two at least to to come back in the game but uh it just never happened so congrats to Real Madrid honestly they were a team of destiny I really enjoyed watching them in the tournament Mm. until seeing them in the final and uh yeah what a formidable team yeah but you know Liverpool had a great parade yesterday that's right. Celebrate their two Mickey Mouse Cups. Damn. And, uh, you know, great, great turnout. You know, great fan base. On to, on to next season. Yeah, to bring it back to basketball, because I know a lot, not everyone understands, like, it doesn't really follow the Premier League or, or even Champions League or anything like that. Liverpool basically had the 73-win Warrior season, mm. but then lost at the end. Right. And, and when you think about things... And LeBron, against- LeBron was there for both. <laughs> so... God damn it, man. The only thing stopping me, uh, so I've been on a search for a Premier League team, and I haven't considered Liverpool because I don't know how fun it is if we're rooting for the same team. But, I, you know, after seeing your heartbreak, you know, you messaged me on Saturday before the game. You're like, I'm really nervous. That's how I realized, like, this is, like, a real thing for you. It's not just a hobby. Uh, the only thing stopping me from becoming a Liverpool fan right now is 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 LeBron. <laughs> you know? It's fair. Yeah. It's fair. But, but you know, I, I am leaning Liverpool right now. All right. I've been recruited Good. by some Man City fans and you Ooh, know, some other people. Them. Lisa Louie invited me to Opera Bob's to go watch a Man City game. Um, so, you know, I might test the waters. Maybe I'll spend a season just, like, bouncing around different teams. That actually sounds like a good idea. Showing up in different kits, you know. It does extend the content a little yeah, bit. We're going to ration years from now. But we also, you you took an L too. I took an L, played poker on Saturday, the NS Esmer Poker Invitational on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Lost, uh, yeah, lost a hundred dollars. Lost to, you know, had a really bad beat to to our guy Wes from yeah. the other sports network. Yeah, can we, can we quickly explain it, man. So you you had <laughs> you had the nut flush. Yeah, I hit the flush. I hit the flush on the river. So the ten of hearts came out, and I had ace nine of hearts, Damn. and it just so happened to complete his full house. So Damn. I bet I bet he went all in. I like snap called him like call. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> and naturally. He, yeah. And then he's like, I'm sorry, man, it's bad. <laughs> and then he flipped over, and I was on tilt. Yeah. And then, yeah, uh, and then there was a drunk man outside at two in the morning uh, who was being racist to me. So that's another L. <laughs> All right, He's so like, is, you look Korean. <laughs> is, is that is that is that so? We, that's what you mean by L's coming threes or just bad things coming threes? No, no, no. Then, then oh, there was one, one more. more. The Celtics made the finals. Oh god. The Celtics made the finals. So Miami, Boston went to seven games. So we didn't. We we were here last on Friday, and 
I think all of us were expecting the series to be over in six. And I mean, Miami, even though they lost the series, I mean, oh game my God, Jimmy Butler in game six, game six, Kyle Lowry in game six, how tough they were in game six. Um, incredible performance, incredible. And you still felt like Boston was probably going to yeah. win yesterday because they were the better team. But Boston had a double digit lead in the first half, blew that. It was six at half. They pushed it to double digits again in the third quarter, lost that. Mm-hmm. I think they were up 13 with under four minutes left. 13 with three fourth. minutes left. Right. And I remember this one possession where the clock kept running, but the shot clock hadn't started yet. And the Celtics intentionally, the guy was like trying to play like um, almost tag with the official. The official was trying to hand him the ball, like, hey, here's the ball, inbound the play, start the play. And he's, like, running around, like, trying to avoid him on the baseline. Just like, oh, oh, oh. And then he eventually gets the ball, slow rolls the ball, right? And then I think Smart was the guy who was going to pick it up. Doesn't pick it up. It just lets the clock run. And I was like, yo, this is like watching Jordan Pickford hmm? playing goalie mm. um, for Everton. Like, it was like one of those, like, soccer waste, time-wasting kind of scenarios. Right. Where you see at the end of games people, like, you know, oh, oh my God, I need to, like, you know, my ankle or whatever, blah, 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 right? Like, just wasting time. And I was like – I you just rarely see that in basketball. Yeah. There's not as much I mean there's an actual shot clock. So you're you're you can't just waste time like that. But they were and I think that kind of took the edge off the Celtics because all of a sudden they were like, look, we're up 13 with 3 minutes left. This Heat team can't score at all. They they looked exhausted. I mean, honestly, just watching it, I was like, yo, I I, I felt like at any point Kyle was just going to fall over and collapse of exhaustion or whatever, right? Or Jimmy Butler would do the same thing. Um, but then the Heat do make the comeback and get to the point where they're down two at the very end there after the Celtics just kept missing layups. And also you mentioned Marcus Smart took a lot of shots. I think he took the last five shots officially. Yeah. So And all bad shots. It was looking like, wow, this could be one of the greatest collapses in NBA history. Yeah, collapse of the century, I think, would have been. Because they, they, the be- they were the better team, clear cut, I think, yeah. through all seven games. At I, no I, point I did, you, did I think Miami was the better team. Yeah, and... And then at the very end, Jimmy Butler gets the ball. It wasn't even like leading the break. He was just bringing the ball up. The shot clock had turned off. And I know this is a bigger discussion. Yeah, so we should talk I'll about, we should talk you, about do, this Do you shot? like yeah. the shot Jimmy Butler took? Yeah, I had no problem with the shot at all. Yeah, me neither. I, I had absolutely yeah. no problem. I, I think a lot of people were pushing uh, against the fact that, you know, he probably had a lane to drive. How? To, to tie the game. Just and, dr- I mean, driving on Al Horford is when you're like, De- like literally dead tired. Mm-hmm. He's played forty seven minutes, and I, you know, even Nick Nurse was like, "Spo, don't you want to arrest him at least <laughs> at least once just for appearances?" No, t- Tom Thibodeau was like, "Yo, that's my guy. That's the Jimmy <sighs> oh that I God. know." Yeah, yeah, Tom. T- yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. Um, no, I no problem at all because number one, that's not a guaranteed bucket at all. That's not, not even close to a guaranteed bucket. Number one, you you had no. You, they did not deserve to be in that game, and then now they have a no, shot. They, no, hold on. They deserve to be in that game because to okay, me, let's, the, the okay. way the Heat played and how yes. tough they were, they deserved everything they got. Uh, okay, I'll put yeah. it a different way. Like it, it was very unlikely the way the game played out that they would even have a shot at the end to yeah. win the game. Okay. Why would you go an extra five minutes against this Boston team yeah. when you've been thoroughly outplayed for most of the game, most of the series. Mm-hmm, yeah. If you've got a shot there to win the game, you go for the win. Yeah, it's just smash and grab kind of scenario. There's no way Boston was going to lose in overtime, in my opinion. And I've seen a lot of comparisons. I think John Schumann at the NBA posted a comparison clip of when Jimmy Butler grabbed the rebound off the Pascal Siakam miss in game seven 
against the Raptors when he was with the Sixers, okay. and he drove all the way down court, right? Yeah, yeah. It was Kawhi. Oh, that's a Kawhi miss, by the way. Yeah. Was it Kawhi or Pascal? I think it was Kawhi. I think Pascal missed the free throw. You should check that. Okay, all right. But anyways, that was the other scenario where Jimmy could have pulled up for a three mm-hmm. and given them the lead. Instead, he drove all the way to the basket and finished it. And that's the comparison that people were making yesterday and today of like, you know, another scenario where Jimmy had the ball. But I think those are two very separate scenarios. I like agree. You can't really yeah. compare the two. First off, he was uh, three years younger. Yep. Sixers, in my opinion, would have won in overtime. Um, we'll never know. I we'll never know. I don't know. We'll never I don't know. know about that. Doesn't matter. We'll never know. We 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 wouldn't we'll know. know. Yeah. What 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 scoring advantages do the Sixers have in that series? I'm just saying the Raptors were like we oh, had Kawhi. At the end of the day, Kawhi was going to shoot every single shot. Yeah, but Kawhi that was could a, get a shot. That day was a one and a half man team for the Raptors. That's fine. Yeah, it was pure Kawhi. Who was the other? Who was the other half man for the Celtics, uh, Sixers that day? Uh, yeah. Good. Good. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't good, like the idea that like oh, if Kawhi shot misses, then the Sixers would have won the championship. That's I just a, like doing. I just if, like man. doing make, those. Make, what you gotta ifs. make it to the conference finals first. No, I like doing those what ifs because like we'll mm. never know, and they yeah. just have to stew on it. But yes, I, I, I no didn't mind the shot, shot either. Here's the thing: like no I, I think number one, driving on a Horford like that, you're not guaranteed to score, not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, second of all, there is obviously the extra point that you obviously get from the three. You want to take the lead there, um, and third, like I know Jimmy Butler is not a good three point shooter. Like the stats don't really point towards that, but I think in the course of the the series and in the playoffs, like Jimmy has done a good job shooting threes. He made a similar three earlier mm-hmm. in that game. Now I think this one is mostly because he was exhausted, he was tired, but it was a mostly open look mm-hmm. for three for your best player at the end of the game. That's all you could really ask for. So I know it's disappointing that he didn't make it. Trust me, if he had made it, that's an all time moment. You don't understand. Like the Celtics were so close to choking that thing. Ah oh, man. But uh, yeah. Anyway, congrats to them. They, they made the, the finals. Yeah. Um, did you see Tatum with the with the Kobe? Um, oh yeah. I don't want to hear about that. Armband. What does that, what does that have to do with anything? The purple with the green band. is a is is a, is a nasty look, man. Yeah. I mean, I've seen but some of your fits. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough, actually. Including this one, which it was not planned. I did it's not. Hawaiian. Come, it's Hawaiian shirt season. I did not come to the office with yeah. the intention of wearing this. It's Honolulu. Yeah. As many people can attest, I got down to. The subway and I was like, okay, got plenty of time. Yeah, I'm on. I mean, you know, I got an hour to work. The subway ride's gonna be like 15 minutes. It's all good. Get in there. They're like, mm, there's an emergency. Mm. So uh, there's no nothing eastbound after Ossington. And I'm like, God damn it. So then it's like a very hot day in Toronto today. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I guess I got a bike to work. So I got to make sure I get make it to the show. Bike to work. Obviously, it was very sweaty. And I was like, damn it, this is the backup shirt that I decided to take. So yeah, yeah damn. No, it's uh, I'm liking this new era. There was also the Max Struess three-pointer that was taken away oh yeah which Which, was so weird to me yeah so it's less weird to me because i've been watching soccer all season and this is what var does all the time yeah you need to to get soccer out of your mind i can't man i'm very haunted by the losses of late um but they'll go back and they'll watch it and then they'll like draw lines on the field and then they'll be like um his uh shoulder was slightly ahead of this guy's heel oh it's like and, offside and, reviews yeah like, like, like by okay. like a millimeter and therefore the goal doesn't count right that's that's kind of what this felt like i i would have been interested to see the broadcast show me a more definitive angle mm-hmm. cuz that's a very important play cuz i felt like the, the the heat would probably score like once every 5 minutes it felt like so if you're going to take away a 3 for them which yeah. I don't think they might have made like five threes all game. Like if you're going to take away a three, I need to see like three, four angles to know definitively what happened because the one angle that did show on the broadcast did not show because the heel was lifted. Mm-hmm. 
I just want to know who triggered that review. Like someone at the league office was like, he was out of bounds because usually they do those reviews to see if you let the shot go ahead of the yeah, shot clock. They do that. I mean, they, they also look at if you got a foot on the line, some they'll often review, switch. Yeah, it from a I'm with to a you two though. Or... His whole foot had to be like out of bounds for you to actually reverse that. Like it has to be obvious, yeah. way more obvious. And it wasn't. No, it was not definitive. And in the context of the game. Now, of course, that happened, I think, what, third quarter? Yeah, it was in the third quarter. So basically, the Celtics were at the free throw line. And I think it was an eight, nine point game when yeah. they announced it. Right, right, So right. basically, the Celtics, it was a five point swing because they made two free throws and the Heat got three points taken off the board. And yeah. I think suddenly it was like a 13, 15 point lead again a couple minutes later. Yeah, that was that was a heartbreaking play. If I was a Heat fan, I'd be livid. <laughs> Because um, you're right, yo. They were fighting for points. That's what I'm saying. Like they, every every bucket <laughs> seemed impossible for them. So to take one away on some very questionable, at least just based on the evidence that the viewer was able to see based mm -hmm. on the the replays, was kind of suspect. But the other suspect thing for me with Max Struess was remember that play in the first quarter where he tried to drive it in and dunk it over Al Horford. Oh, did you think he was too ambitious? Yes, I didn't think he but, was even going to dunk but, the ball. But he did like the elementary dunk where it's like two hands, you know? Yeah, two hands. Like yo, please. <laughs> All the way. In. Do you think that was too ambitious? I feel like he could have made it. No. I mean, Horford, Horford contested him at the rim. Hor no, Hor no, Horford did just contest him, right? So he got the ball up there. First off, I'm yeah. not sure. It's like, if Horford wasn't there, right. the rim would have blocked him. Okay. You think so? I feel like he could have. I feel like he would have made it. Second of all, Horford had, like, a hand, like, over the ball. Like, oh, he, like, man. blocked him with his wrist. <laughs> anyway, Max Drew's a great series for you sometimes. It was he's, sometimes. He's a sometimes player. It was but, hilarious. But he's on. He, he was really hot. Because, like, that was that, like, wild three. That he made in the last minute as well to, yeah, yeah. to help that, push that, the comeback. That was actually my favorite play because he hit it. And then on the TV graphic, it showed his stat line. And yeah. it was like, Struz, five points, one for five. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this is the most lethal <laughs> five-point score I've ever seen, man. Because I'm scared every time he shoots. Like, if I'm the opposition, I believe his shots are going to go in. Yeah. No, but I he wanna, really only had five points. No, that's tough. Wow. I want to talk about the Celtics in a sec because we're going to have to preview the NBA finals. <sighs> but... What what else? Kyle Lowry. Let's talk about Kyle Lowry's game Kyle seven. Kyle Lowry. Very uh, uneven performance. Would you say? Man, it's Kyle Lowry in the playoffs. Where you you're expecting not? Are you expecting an even performance from him? Come on, man. I, and I'm not even saying this in like a slanderous way. I'm just saying we've seen a lot of Kyle over the years. Like he's not gonna like consistently dominate the game. He what he's gonna do is in the small fine margins mm -hmm. create something out of nothing. Like I don't think he had a point in the first half, and then because he just kept running pick and rolls, and then like. Two seconds, like like one step into the pick and roll, he's like, nah, nah I'm going to swing. <laughs> like, also, he took that like intentional foul early in the first yeah, quarter for I don't a know second what he foul. Doing. Yeah. But in any case, so I, th I don't think he had any points. And yeah. then at the last minute of the game, he made like three or four plays in a row mm -hmm. where one play he was boxing out Horford. I think he flopped. Right. Got the call. Celtics were, or Heat were in the bonus. So Kyle went to the free throw line and nailed two, right? This was with 28 seconds left. So that technically created a two for one. For the Heat. Um, now, the Celtics came back the other way. They missed it. Kyle Lowry, I think he like he drove it or something. And, yeah, I mean, like, he was able to score another two points. And then right after that, like, there was still probably, like, two seconds left on the game clock before half. The Celtics tried to inbound in full court. And Kyle Lowry, even though he's got a bad hamstring, was able to jump up and intercept the pass. Very athletic play for just given his current um, uh, status. And, uh you know, that's the kind of stuff you anticipate from. Because when you look at the end of the, uh, like, the end of the day, he was guarding Tatum, which, like, there's no reason why 36-year-old Kyle Lowry should be able to guard Tatum. Like, Tatum had 26 points on 9 of 21 shooting. Tatum had a really good game overall. 
But like that's not like it's it's not we know what Tatum can do. Like there's two or three more levels that Tatum can access above this. So for Kyle to be able to yeah, sometimes. For for Kyle to be able to guard him effectively at certain points was was uh, quite impressive and he did everything you could expect. Like if you wanted more than 15 points and 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 9 free throw attempts from Kyle Lowry in a game 7 with a bad hamstring at age 36, I'm sorry. I just don't know what you're getting, man. Yeah, I think they needed they needed Tyler Hero to be like South Beach Willis Reed yesterday. Like just yeah, limping in no. with injury, and and he played he one just, shift. Yeah, he literally. And I think he put his hoodie on. Like he was <laughs> wearing a hoodie in the second half. I was thinking in the fourth quarter, do you think they should have just tried Duncan Robinson for like three minutes? Because they were like down twelve. Put a guy in who could just like shoot a couple threes. Because Victor Oladipo was taking a lot of shots. I think they were they were banking on their defense being good okay. enough to keep themselves within striking distance. Okay. And I just don't. I just get the impression they haven't trusted Duncan Robinson, like at least for the entire second half of the season. Yeah, I just think so they were so no desperate because they they missed nine straight field goals at one point. Yeah, they had the patented Raptors five minute drought, and yeah, they had to scrap. What happened to, get to PJ combat. Tucker, by the way? I think he was hurt as well. So Spo was talking about this after the game. Like he didn't want to make excuses, but he was hinting that PJ was basically hurt. Like he couldn't come back in in the second. Okay, half. okay. Well, he wasn't doing that much anyway at the start of the game, so like right. it's not like. It was that big of an absence. Yeah, it, it was weird because the Heat really just ran out of bodies. Like, when you look at the depth, depth chart of, like, who didn't play for the Heat last night, uh, Markeith Morris, yeah. Caleb Martin, Udonis Haslam, Dwayne Dedman, Omer Yurtsevin, Udonis Haslam, Duncan Robinson, and uh, Haywood Highsmith. You familiar with his game? There's no way. That's Haywood Highsmith. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That sounds like someone who will play at, like, Pitchfork Festival. Damn. But he's like the bottom listing. Like he's yeah, yeah. You can't. You can barely see the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this. He's stat. on after like. <laughs> I think I, the, actually, I don't know. I don't want to. I think anybody. the Heat's offensive rating. I think this is in the half court. Uh-huh. Was eighty five points per hundred possessions in this series, and they almost won. They were one possession. Yep. From beating the and, the vaunted Boston Celtics, best team since January first. Yeah. Well, you know what? To 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 infuriate me even further, this series really did remind me of Raptors Celtics in the bubble. Like, even though the Raptors play, like, I don't think the Raptors scored 85 <laughs> points for 100 possessions, all right, in, in, in you know, in, in game seven. Um, but they were also within one possession of taking it in game seven, despite their, you know, one of their main players not playing well, um, despite all that stuff, despite their star player fouling out. Like, this is what happens with the Celtics. Like, if you drag them into an ugly contest, like, they will start to make mistakes. And even if things are flowing really well, like it doesn't feel like they're they have the right like um, balance to sort of correct themselves. But then again, you say you, I say this, but they've also just come back from down three two. No, uh, they were they, from uh, in the Milwaukee series, mm-hmm. and then this game they were able to fight through and, and ultimately clinch it. So no, they've had so congrats many, to the Celtics, man. They're a good team. They're a very good team. They had so very, many very impressive team. wins during this run, right? Yeah, the game six at Milwaukee, the the game seven yesterday, but then they combine that with just like blowing games. Yeah. But whatever. They're in the finals. Congrats. So congratulations. You know you know who's the biggest loser yesterday though? Uh who? The Philadelphia 76ers. Why? So here, let me run this down for okay, you. Okay, okay. So ahead. number one. Yeah. Since LeBron left, because cause LeBron owned the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's definitively. Decade, literally won it right? from twenty eleven to twenty eighteen. Yeah. Every single year was him. Yeah. So since he left, four teams from the East have made the finals. Okay. Toronto. Yep. Miami, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, mm-hmm. Boston, not yep. Philadelphia. Okay, you know what they had? You know, um, you know the Sixers traded up in the draft to take Markel Fultz, yep. and the Celtics got Jason Tatum. Mm-hmm. 
who played a prominent role. They had the number one pick. They could have just yeah. taken Jason Tatum yeah. and added him to Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Yeah. And say what you want about Ben Simmons. If Ben Simmons is your number three with those guys? Yeah. God damn. Uh, what else? Uh, Jimmy Butler, a former Sixer. Having Jimmy Butler. Yeah, almost, they still would have had the assets to trade for Jimmy if they wanted to, I guess, yeah. at that point. Almost brought the Heat to their second finals in three seasons. Mm-hmm. Yep. Al Horford was someone that they signed <laughs> over yeah. Jimmy Butler. And now he's playing a prominent role in the Celtics, who are mm-hmm. in the finals. Yep. And also Ime Udoka uh, spent one year as a Sixers assistant. And after they fired Brett Brown, they considered him as head coach, and they didn't go with him. That's uh, So that's a lot of L's for them. But, but congratulations yeah. for beating the Raptors in the first round. Well, look, listen. Uh, you know, I know you said that all these other teams have made it to the, the finals from the East since LeBron left. But for the Sixers, like, you st- in order to make the finals, you got to make the conference finals. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, that's got to be step number one for them. So yeah, that's their that's their getting Utah's number. They need to get Utah's <laughs> number, and then in the finals they can eat ramen. Oh man, yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, nah, they're not even close. Man. Get Utah's they keep fumbling the bag. Damn. Another loser is me because I picked the Mavs in six. That didn't work. Heat in seven. That didn't work. So you've officially clinched it. I'm not gonna come up with some loophole. I was going to make the finals worth like five points or something. I, I, I thought for sure you were going to do <laughs> no, that. No, no. So I've conceded. I've conceded. I owe you an SVP gift card. You were, very, you were very close to Heaton 7. Yeah, but you know. You're literally one shot away. Yeah, so yeah. I got you. I got you for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, for Christmas? <laughs> and if uh, anybody wants to send me that Leafs Justin Bieber jersey, I'm still begging. Christmas in February, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to have to. Because yeah, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be off and things like that. NBA Finals yep. starts Thursday. By the way, there's like two off days between every game. And this has been par for the course for the finals. But man, like, I just want to see them play every other day. I get this is for like, I don't know, more media coverage. Yeah. But like, just play every other day. This is dragged out over two weeks. It's going to be dragged out over two weeks. Yeah. Well, I'm even looking at the schedule now. They play June 2nd, June 5th, June 8th. Like, I, I've really enjoyed seeing basketball like every single day for six months now. And then like, yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit of a let off. Um, I don't know. I don't know where you stand right now, but to me, the Warriors just, they already got a lot of rest. Okay. They're going to get Gary Payne back in the series. Otto Porter too, maybe. Otto Porter. Yeah. I mean, he's like perpetually an injury risk. Andre so. Iguodala, do you care? Andre Iguodala <laughs> is very close to the Udonis Haslam role. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. Udonis Haslam's pretty extreme in his role. Yeah. He's an assistant coach in warm-ups. You know what really accentuates the Udonis Haslam uh, as a as a coach experience? Yeah. Is is that like white patch and like the like it's oh, it's not yeah. even that a like a centralized spot. It's like a random spot in right. his head. Right. And it's beside like a bald patch. Okay. And I'm like, yo, okay. damn. That's an old head right there. Yeah, yeah. He's that's, got the old head aesthetic down pat. So that's what happens, so that's what happens when you age, you know? It's coming. It's coming for you. No, he's got grays in the beard like you got grays in your on, in your hair. That's why you gotta wear a hat all the time. Man. <laughs> you noticed my grays one time. Yeah. I think it was the first time I got upset. But yes. Yeah. Finals preview. Yeah, so what do you th- what do you think what do you make of the, the finals matchup? Uh Warriors in five. Um, no, come on. Five? Yeah, I'm taking the Warriors in five. Why? Because I don't like Boston. Okay. Yeah, would you like to provide some actual basketball analysis? I mean, it's so hard to to look at it because I actually don't remember that many, like, head-to-head matchups between these two teams um, in their current iteration. Um, yeah. You want to hear some stats, though? Okay. So, yeah, go ahead. I, I know the iterations have changed, but Celtics are the only team with an above 500 record against Steve Kerr's Warriors. So since, like, 2014. Word? When he joined the team. Yeah. Okay. I mean, these are only regular season games. 
Yeah. No, but I, re- I remember even going back to like 2016, 2017, 2018. Like there were times, especially I think 2018, I was like, I think the best finals matchup would have been uh, Celtics versus um, Warriors. I remember mm-hmm. even writing that like back when they played in like November of like 2017 or something like that. But um, you got Marcus who we'll see. Marcus is also super banged up. Like, I really wonder if you got Marcus chasing around, like, 18 different screens mm-hmm. for for Steph, like, how... Because I, I feel like at some point, he's either going to injure Steph or Marcus is going to injure himself. <laughs> so somebody's getting hurt in that match. Yeah, absolutely. That's the Russell okay. Peters matchup. All right. Um. Anyway, that's a... Wow, what a callback. Remember Russell Peters dominated the game? Anyways. Yeah, we got to move on from that. Robert but, Williams is, is, like, you know, he's in every other game and doesn't look like himself. Yeah, I'm not as worried about him. Okay. I'm... The thing is, it's interesting because the Celtics have really designed their defense around limiting like star players and sort of limiting penetration and all this other stuff. The Warriors are just such a unique matchup. Like they don't play like any other team. Mm-hmm. So like the to some extent, like the, the six or the, um, the 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 process in way in the which like the Celtics defend mm-hmm. is not too dissimilar to like the process in which Dallas defends. I think obviously Boston has better defenders than Boston uh, than than Dallas, but like kind of the similar principles and all that stuff. And that's really good when you're trying to stop one guy. But like, I don't know. The Warriors just they're they're just gonna move around. They're gonna they're gonna play team basketball. They're gonna play you late into a shot clock. It'll be a really good series. Um and I think the extra time off should give them just like more bodies to play because regardless of who wins, obviously I'm rooting for Golden State as well because you know I dislike Boston. But like strength in numbers. Um yeah, gold blooded. <laughs> gold blooded is so funny. Gold blooded is just Come on, I've man. come around we, on it. It's pretty great. We thought of gold blooded. <laughs> it's man. pretty great. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like regardless of who like plays and wins, I just want to see like a really good series. Yeah, and this has a very, uh, very good potential to be that. So, what's your prediction? Warriors in five. Actually, yeah, I'm gonna take Warriors in five. Okay, I think they're gonna take care of business at home. First two games, split in Boston, come home and win game five. That's very possible. Yeah, I'm Andy Lou right now. Okay, yeah. I think I'm, 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 I'm more Andy Lou based on the <laughs> yeah, you look like right Andy Lou right now at Coachella. <laughs> If anybody listening knows Andy Lou from the Light Years Pod, please send this that's clip my, to that's him. That's my guy. No, that's my guy. No, <laughs> We're no, really no, fighting when I, over what, it. When I went out to, when I went out to oh, did bay, you meet up? Did you meet bay, up? He's like, yo, yo, let's let, let's go out. I was like, mm. <laughs> let's go to EDC. <laughs> and, and I, don't think, I, I didn't do that. I think I want to have dinner with Keyshawn. You probably would have missed one of the finals games if you went yeah, out with Andy likely, Lou. Yeah. I think you make a good point though, in that like it takes a game or two to really get used to playing the Warriors. I feel like yeah, definitely. Right, and and you combine that with the turnaround, and I don't know, man. Like, I actually think the Warriors, by the way, the defensively, they have pretty good matchups against what the Celtics want to do. Also, the Warriors were the second best defensive team. These are the two best defensive teams yeah. in the regular season. Defense and, wins championships, and people never, yeah. people really don't ever talk about Golden State's defense, at least compared to their offense. Sure, yeah, I yeah. feel I, like, yeah. Well, I mean, like, okay, look, um, you have Wiggins to throw on Tatum. Mm-hmm. Wiggins' emergence as a defender is really, really nice. Right. Because, like, he is really long and very athletic. Right. And I think um, having Draymond behind him to sort of, like, help quarterback him and everything like that, mm-hmm. he's done a really good job. You got Clay to guard um, Jalen Brown, which... I think it's a good matchup for a, Clay. That's a good enough matchup. Because I think with Jalen, it's like, he'll probably want to drive, but Clay's very strong. That's probably his best attributes nowadays is that he's strong and he's he's big. Mm-hmm. He's not as quick as before. He's not going to guard the point guards that well. Um I think putting Steph on Marcus Smart is fine. Like you, you could do enough with that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Celtics don't really have those, those kind of like 
I don't know, bigs down low that can really catch the ball in an advantageous scenario and then sort of finish over top of the Warriors' length. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something, for example, like, again, I always draw things back to the, the Raptors, but, like, when the Raptors played them in the finals, like, Serge had a good advantage in the post because either Serge was going to hit that mid-range jumper or Serge was going to shoot over the top of the defenders. Even if it was Colvin Looney or even Draymond, like, Serge just had, a like, enough size and touch on the hook shot to finish over top of those guys. Pascal did that, right? Pascal won at Draymond game one, game six. Less so in between, but, like, still two very pivotal games that the Raptors won. Um, and Kawhi was Kawhi. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't like, the, the, the Celtics don't have somebody like that who impacts the Warriors that much at the rim that kind of changes their defense. Draymond can sort of lo- uh, roam as a help defender, which obviously is his best role. Um yeah, I don't know. I think I'm. I, I think I'm. I, honestly, Warriors in five is not that unlikely, but out of respect to the Celtics, I'll say Warriors in seven. Okay. Yeah. So I'm more. I don't want to see Warriors in six because, like, imagine them celebrating in Boston. Like, that's not the place you want to win a championship. Where are you going to go after that? You're going to go eat clam chowder. I mean, a championship's I, I, a championship. They can fly anywhere. Like the Raptors I, flew I to Vegas. So. Where are you going to fly though? That's a long flight. Because well, like, it doesn't matter if Oakland, you win the championship. Oakland the to Vegas over. is like an hour flight, maybe an hour fifty or something like that. Yeah, but it's not going to matter if they win. They can go anywhere. You're not going to want to win and then get on a flight for three hours to go to Vegas from Boston. I think the secondary scoring will be interesting, too. I want to see what kind of role Jordan Poole plays sure, in this yeah, series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, that's the one thing the Celtics don't fully have is that, like, spark plug yeah. score. They kind of, like, I guess Derek White's kind of doing that right now, but I don't believe in that at all. Yeah, he's doing, like, a Pacific Mall for FM Fleet type. That's, yeah, kind of. Yeah. No, but they're carried by Tatum and Brown. And then on the games, I mean, Marcus Smart's always going to shoot nine threes. Honestly, so. Marcus is, like, fairly effective offensively at times. His threes are so crushing. Yeah. Remember we did the hits different rankings for threes for the yeah. Raptors? Marcus Smart is the all-time leader in hits different. I would put Marcus Smart over Steph Curry. Yo, for, for real. For hits different because no, exactly. it hurts. If Steph, whenever Steph shoots, I'm like, oh, damn. We gave up three points. Yeah. But when Marcus shoots and makes it, remember in, in the bubble when he had that one game where he hit, like, five threes? I think there was a couple I, games. I honestly yeah. felt like I got punched in the stomach yeah. five times, man. And his Every hair, one of those hurt me so deeply. And his hair's green right now. <laughs> like yeah, this sure. man is just a full Boston Celtic, just hitting a three in front of your bench. Um, no, what he's about? He's really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> the logo. Storylines. Uh, let's let's predict what kind of because we talked about yeah. the off days, right? Uh-huh. You know, we're gonna bring out a lot of narrative storylines. I think one of the main storylines is gonna be people gonna talk about. The team building, the team building of both teams. Because Spo said after yesterday's game about Boston, he said, quote, they probably done it the way that's supposed to happen in this league. You build a team, you have frustrating losses, you stay together, keep your core together, keep your culture together, and you eventually find a breakthrough. And we we know the Warriors have been together, at least the core top three guys, Mm -hmm. for eight years plus now. So I think there's going to be a lot of conversation about just team building. Like, is, you know, it's just, just the process of like, sticking together and like having this core instead of having free agents jump around super team. I think Steph's legacy is going to be talked about a lot. Yeah. By the way, yeah. someone was talking about Jason Tatum's legacy yesterday. I was like, what legacy? I've never thought about his legacy. His bro. conference like finals legacy. Old, I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah. When, okay, when can, can we, can we just focus on like the sport itself rather than always thinking about the legacy? Like, but when wh- you have two why weeks, do you have to, why, okay, why, I don't understand this, yeah. uh, this version of fandom where people have to like build up characters in a narrative arc. Yeah, as it's if, like an like, anime. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, they're just real people, humans playing the game of basketball. Just why can't you? Is there is there like is there a difficulty for people to just take the appreciation of like the craft and like, wow, look how 
good he is at doing this and this and this. Mm-hmm. He is the best basketball player, and therefore his team won, or blah, 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 blah. Or, like, this team is really good tactically, or the coach has a lot of creativity. Like, yep. why does it have to be, like, his legacy is on the line? I'm like, yo, winning is on the line. That's the only thing ever that's on the line. But that's the problem now. When you win, it's about your legacy. When you lose, it's an indictment of you as a player, right? Like, I don't think players are allowed to really have failures and then have the room to develop and grow. That's silly, though. I know. I think think about Pascal. I think about Pascal a lot. Why does sports conversation move in this way? Because there's too many off days. Yeah. There's too many off days. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. Sports radio should be a monthly, not daily. (laughs) Why are you telling me, bro? Do I look like Dan Tolman to you? (laughs) No, because when you have to fill the airwaves, what are you going to do? X's and O's for an entire week? I mean, I don't mean X's and O's. I just mean like... You could talk ball without making all of basketball talk being like, yo, this guy's legacy and is right. on the line. You're or right, like, though. Steph it has, wins this yeah. stuff will be top 10 all time. It or, has gotten really, like, extreme in that way. I don't even, I don't care. Yeah. Steph, Steph, no matter if he wins this or loses this, man. Yeah, but that's not what people would say. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, listen, we're going to take a break. I'm your host, Wayne Lou, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sports Sportsnet. I'm 90 the fan. When we come back, we are going to break down the latest Pascal Siakam press conference stay tuned discussing the biggest stories that matter to toronto sports fans the fan morning show with jd blake and english be sure to subscribe and download the show on apple spotify or wherever you get your podcasts welcome back the Raptor Show on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. I continue to be joined by producer and co-host Alex Wong. Um, you want to do some quick Monday shout-outs? What's going on, man? So we're going to talk about Pascal and his press conference. We're also going to plug the latest program on the station involving our good friend, Blake Murphy. But uh, you want to give a, a shout-out first off? Yeah, I just want to try what it's like to give shout-outs on Mondays. Oh. Why only on Friday? You're just Explain trying to burn this. even more time. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I've been burning time for eight months. Uh, no, I just want to shout out uh, your childhood friend, Ben Agbeki. Uh, That's right. Yeah, we didn't. So we only had our live Hilltop, event. represent. Yeah, he was. He even was he's uh, a Frenchie. He was, shout out! He was complaining that we didn't bring him on because we did an Asian Heritage Month live event draft. Yes. And we brought on a lot of our friends from the show mm-hmm. to each draft in Asian. So yeah. he was upset that I that I neglect. I forgot him. It was it was an honest mistake. Wow. And I just want to, you know, fix that on air and say that he would have drafted. Uh, he he was going to draft Tiger Woods. That's a great pick. Yeah. So he was going to. That's and, a great yeah. pick. Happy Asian, still remember Asian when, heritage. Remember moment. on the Chappelle yeah. show where they did the uh, the draft? Yeah, yeah. All this right. was basically <laughs> like a ripped off concept of that. Yeah. And I, I ended up at Super Fresh again on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Just had a solo lunch. <laughs> just wanna... So how many times have you been to Super Fresh now? I think five. In the last like No, month. but I want to try things on their menu. because you've been there five times. I know. You haven't tried everything on the menu? No. Anyway, shouts to Peter from Super Fresh. Yeah. He was promoting their, their fried chicken. Hey, listen, the food is that good, so I yeah. totally see why you would go five he times. Said it's, so it's, he said it's better than some other fried chicken places, but I don't want to, you know, let's not mess up any sponsorship money. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah he just said enough. it's better than KFC. Anyways, um, yeah, Blake Murphy show, Jay's Talk Plus. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening live, he'll be on at three. Yeah. Three to five. Anybody listening on the pod, go subscribe to Jay's talk. Yeah. Well, you know, like. Oh, no. You're going to talk baseball again? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. No, even worse. Don't do it. Um, no, I, I, look, because so, no, I, I realized our directive was like, hey, let's make a, we're told, let's just make your podcast, but do it on live radio. Sure. Right. Yeah. The thing is like, so I don't think as much about like the active audience as much as like the, the podcast audience. Yeah. Right? I think that's quite clear from the content. Um, 
But sometimes I do think about it, and I'm like, again, someone's probably driving a truck through Alberta, mm-hmm. like, you know, delivering goods, all this other stuff. Yeah. Um, and I was like, they probably have heard, like, seven hours of Blue Jays talk, intercepted by one hour of just us being like, hey, you know. <laughs> hey, happy Asian Heritage Month. You know, some Celtic slander. We are the interception. Here's some Asian stuff. Yeah. Here is Pascal yeah. Siakam's Shout press conference. Shout out Andy Lou. Yeah, people are like, who is that? <laughs> yeah, you pull know, over like, and look t- up Andy Lou, please. They're like, they're like, we want to talk about... Uh, uh, no, by the way, people uh, should... You da- say Kikuchi? <laughs> yeah, people should yeah. download the... the Great light. change up. Yeah. See, that's how I told you. Yeah. Don't talk baseball. Okay. Did you watch a four-game sweep? Four-game um, sweep in Anaheim? Yes. Shout the out Los me. Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Shout out to Matt Devlin. Great yeah, home run calls Devlin, yesterday. Actually. Got a no. bye-bye Bichette in the I, eighth inning. I saw inning. some people complaining about Matt Devlin's home run calls. They were like, That's he's enough. too enthusiastic. I'm like, oh, you what You what do you yeah. want? Just like oh, a home, sorry. home let's, run. Let's bye. make baseball more boring. Like, are you serious? Get out of here. No, no Matt Devlin's the home of the Jays, man. man. So Baseball's the Devlin. best sport. Shouts to Ali Khan. The, the, the Bo Jackson of broadcasters? Ooh. Yeah, Deion Sanders. Yeah, Bo Jackson. What did Deion Sanders play? Baseball as well? I don't know why. I don't want to teach you other sports today. <laughs> tell me about the 80s, man. <laughs> I've run out of patience. Tell me about your, tell me about your childhood. Tell I me just about look the at UNC a basketball, so let's just keep it that way. I'm pretty, I'm pretty tan these days. No, speaking of you say Kikuchi, I am going to watch him pitch on Friday. Shouts to Ali Khan. No, no bring my nephew. No, no invite? Bring my nephew. Why? I can't come? Why? No, man. Let no, me meet I, your family. I see you enough. I see you once a week. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> okay. Was named to the All NBA team. Yep. Last week, and he did a presser mm-hmm. uh, for people that are watching. He was basically wearing what Will was wearing is wearing today. Because he was he was he was in he was on the balcony. He's like sure on vacation. He was in California or something. Yeah, he, he was, was he chilling. Yeah, looked like he was on vacation. Congrats to Pascal. A couple clips here. Here's what Pascal said about what the All NBA accomplishment means to him. Um. Yeah. For sure. I think to me, like obviously, um. Again, going through what I what I've been through uh, as a, as a person and, and as a basketball player, um, it, it it makes me grow and and I feel like just knowing you know how fast things can change, you know, I, I also understand like the responsibility that I have um, to keep the pressure on, you know, keep my foot on the gas and 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 just knowing that there's there's always levels that I can get to and um, and just appreciate the journey, like everything that that's going and. And then sometimes even when things are not going the way that I want them to go, um, just understanding like that is all a journey and 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 that's gonna be part of my story. So um I'm I'm super grateful and, and and super blessed and 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 I think it makes it even like more humble and then more hungry, like to just want more, just knowing that um it's not it's not kind of like given. You know, we talk a lot about story arcs on this show, yep. you know, Raptor show story arcs. I thought it was cool listening to this presser and hearing the things that Pascal had to say because, you know, obviously his career is going to continue. There's going to be more ups and downs, but I'm just I'm just happy for him. I guess yeah. is what I'm no, trying to say. In terms of him, in terms yeah. of the story arc that he's gone on, and I even think about it at the beginning of this season. I mean, obviously he wasn't with the team to start the year because he was coming back yep. from surgery. And remember like he struggled so much when he first came back. Like, he wasn't the Pascal Siakam that ended up winning All-NBA. It's actually really impressive that he ended up on the All-NBA team this season. Yeah. No, I mean, like, even just taking it beyond the scope of this season and this award this season just to, like, his overall career. Like, we're talking about a situation with Pascal where he's the, he's, he's I, I don't know how many siblings he is, but I know he's the youngest of four brothers, right? His three other brothers um, all went to American colleges to, to get scholarships to play basketball. He was not supposed to go play basketball. People weren't even like, hey, maybe, you know, we, there's this fourth brother is also very good at playing basketball, right? 
we know the stories about him like going into seminary and and like training to become uh, a priest or something and then eventually you know he goes to this camp just by accident just to go see his sister and then he's like wow he's pretty good at basketball too right gets the gets a uh, imitation to go play basketball stateside in, in high school gets the you know plays in new mexico state you know he played what three seasons there had good numbers but people weren't really scouting him like that like i, I heard there was like two two teams sent scouts to go see him in, in person okay two teams was LeBron was LeBron there being LeBron like saw him playing one day. Le, LeBron saw him at um, you know Giants of Africa in, in 2015 yeah. at Johannesburg or something. Anyway, um, so you know that's where he got to. He is the 27th pick. Remember the Raptors worked him out, but it was secretly in in Buffalo, right? They had to work him out there because I don't think he had a visa to cross the border at mm-hmm. that time or something. I don't know for, for I don't even remember all the details. He's apparently there. He allegedly like just destroys Jakob Pertl, who ended, the Raptors <laughs> ended up taking with a lottery pick. And they became best friends. They became best friends. And he comes to the Raptors. He starts from day one because Jared Selinger, like broke his foot. Remember game one in Vancouver, they were playing against KD. Mm. That was KD's first game against uh, with the Warriors. Um, he blocks KD, I'm pretty sure, in that game. Um, he ends up starting because of the fact that Jared was, was out. Um you know, and then he goes from starting to going down to the D League, having to do everything there, making his name down there, and you know the imagination at the at the start of like his career was like, oh, he might be Al Farouk Aminu. You know how they do the draft comps? They, 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 you know, <laughs> honestly, draft comps are terrible, man. I'm sorry, but like, oh yeah. So if you're from anywhere in Europe, you have to be compared to Dirk. Like, no yeah. matter what, like a guard can come out of Europe and they're like, he's got Dirk like yeah, you, you got a little playmaking, your Boris Diaw. Yeah, 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 that's right. But, you know, you also got to be, uh, um, anyway, so the comparisons for Pascal at that time were very limited. People did not see this version of him, right? It took, like, um, a very intrepid assistant coach at that time, who later became head coach, to see the potential in Pascal and be like, hey, you know, you could do a lot. Like Dwayne Casey, I know I know you're doing a really good job with this team, but can I just make the suggestion that like Pascal can handle the ball, be a wing, be a star player because he has that kind of potential. Getting him to convince to do that with the bench mob, but a very limited sample, working his way eventually to most improved player, mm-hmm. getting to the championship. Not only that, having huge moments in the championship. The guy went 15 of 17 for 32 points against Draymond in yeah. Game One of the NBA Finals. You don't understand. That's that's crazy good. Yeah. And then game six, they call the timeout, and they run a pick and roll at the, at the last possession there, specifically so that they can get Pascal involved. Kyle Lowry pick and roll with Pascal screening, pocket mm-hmm. pass. Pascal catches the ball on the move. Draymond reaches. Pascal swipes and, and, and rips through, and he goes up for the floater, makes a tough shot in that moment, pressure shot, essentially not clinches the, the title, but, like, that's the last bucket the Raptors made in a very, very close game in game six. Mm-hmm. And then you go from that to signing the Supermax to, to the bubble and all this other stuff. And, you know, when he talks about, like, the, the appreciating the journey, it's like it's not just what he's gone through recently. It's, like, the scope of his life and how unlikely all of it was. And I think the cool thing is just, like, after all this, like, you would think somebody who's experienced this kind of meteoric rise or this kind of success out of nowhere would carry himself with more swagger or like more like outward hubris or anything like that mm-hmm. guys just humble as hell and this is why i think his his clip on being a leader was also really really nice to hear yeah so here's pascal talking about being a leader on this team 
And I think it's just maybe sometimes it's just like that humble factor of just like, just not, I mean, I know the level that I'm on, but sometimes it's like, man, like, I don't know if I feel like they need my help or, or things like that. You know, I always ask myself those questions, but, but I, I got better, man. Like those things kind of like go away once you start seeing, you know, like all the guys, the feedback, like the feedback that you get from it. Um, and, and, and yeah, like it just, it makes me happy. I mean, I love helping people. So I think that it makes me happy to, to know that, you know, I can, I can talk to somebody that is going through a similar period that, that I've been through or something. And if I can give them a, one point or two um, to help them and it actually helps them. Like, I, I think that that would give me like great gratitude. So I think that just knowing that, like kind of like encouraged me to continue to do that. And, um, and yeah, I'm getting out of my comfort zone. Like, um, and I think that's something that I learned um, through this journey, just knowing that, you know, to be great, you have to get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I think we heard some of this too, from the other Raptors players at their season ending media availability. You know, Gary yeah. Trent Jr. and a couple other players talked about just seeing the work that Pascal puts in. You see the admiration Scotty always has for Pascal. Yeah. And you I know, think it's genuine, man. And it's I think really that's so cool. Is. And you yeah. talk about like conversations that we always try to push about people's legacies and stuff. And another thing that really annoys oh, me no, is people always try to divide teammates. Oh, okay, okay. People always try to do the divide of like, you know, here's a new guy coming in. Yeah. How are they going to fit and all of this? And mm. a lot of people were talking about Scotty and Pascal. Yeah, in that including way. us actually. But oh, yeah. I mean, it was only in a, basketball, a basketball perspective of like daily. two players playing the same position. Turns out the Raptors were like, you yeah. two guys playing the same position. We want five guys playing the same position. Yeah. So, yeah. And now yeah. we got we got Blake Murphy coming oh, in wow. because he he will be uh taking over the studio. Yeah. You know, in five minutes to start his new show. So welcome, Blake Murphy, host of Jay's Talk. Damn, is it Tuesday? Plus. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding, man. It's not. Blake can come on the show any day of the week. Oh, yeah. On Tuesdays, Blake's just going to run a back-to-back. And Blake's going to be taking over the Raptor show in June yes. at some point. Well, 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 well the two point. of us are, you know, jet-setting well, across I'm, the world. So you're going away, and then I'm taking over for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. yeah. show's going to be a mess, just letting you know. <sighs> um, and then Blake's going to be taking over. Damn. Week of the draft, right? Yeah, week yeah. of the draft. And that's perfect. I think that's perfect content for a Yeah, yeah that would right. be great. Because you and I don't know anything about the draft, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people were asking me to apologize because I was making fun of Scotty Barnes last year because I didn't know who he was. No, I've already got the the deep second round, you know, Raptors 6'7", seven, 7-foot seven wingspan, 245-pound guy from Marquette that like, okay, that's the guy they'll probably draft. He's the mm. most Raptors. I've got like... My process in prior years is like usually at least especially the last couple of years when they've been out early is like I can go pretty deep on a lot of guys, especially if they have multiple picks. And then now I've just gotten good at like filtering of like, OK, what are the three things that are a Raptors guy? And like this is probably who they're going to draft. Wingspan. Yeah. Hand size. Hand is size. usually a good indicator. And the Love lack it. of three point shooting. Yeah. Not <laughs> being able to shoot. It's that's great. That's how you that's how you draft the Raptors. Turns Love out to uh, the game. Yeah. Listen, we got three minutes, and since it's, uh, you know, Blake's hosting a baseball show. Blake, Not just hosting, launching. Yeah, launching, hosting, yeah. everybody check it out. Jay's Talk Plus, get the podcast feed, and also 3 to 5 p.m. every day. Blake, you should give a 60-second primer on the Tommy Fam. Jock Peterson <laughs> situation to... to By the way, to I've, not, I've not heard of either of these two guys. Is Tommy yeah. Fam Asian? He has to be, right? He is. He, oh, he's okay. got Vietnamese uh, heritage. His yeah. name's Fam. Yeah, so Blake, let's right. give him a 60-second primer if you can. Okay, so at batting practice the other day, uh, Jock Peterson's out there. Tommy Pham walks up to him. They start arguing a little bit. Tommy Pham slaps him in the face. What? Tommy Pham gets suspended three games. They asked Jock Peterson about it after the game, and he's like, basically, yeah, like there was a fantasy football league beef <laughs> from a couple years ago, and he didn't like that in the group chat I made fun of the Padres. 
And then they asked Tommy Pham about it. And he was like, I'm a high roller in Vegas. And he was messing with my money. And then Jock Peterson like brought up the receipts, like the group chat receipts to be like, this is a giant overreaction. But yeah, you got suspended three games for slapping a dude in the face over a fantasy football beef. Are they, and you are know they what teammates? It was? No, but oh, okay. they, they're just like, they have a, I think it's three different teams. They said the, the fantasy league covers. Um, yeah. And then like, so Jock Peterson had receipts. And it was the most innocuous thing. It was like a debatable use of an IR slot. <laughs> oh, okay. No, but it played out like okay. It played out like an SNL skit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You got to look up the pressers. Look up Jock I, Peterson. I, I like it's up. it's it could have been right out of the league that mm. FX show. Yeah. But like even then, like it was it's like the league meets that show, the slap where someone slapped a little kid in the backyard. <laughs> um, that that's what you're talking about here. But it's with professional athletes and a little oh, honestly man. a little risky even in this era to be like, yeah, we had a ton of money on the right. line in this fantasy league. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't admit that part. Just yeah. say it was like you were yeah. telling yeah, me it's a lot of pride. Bet. You were defending yeah. a title or something like that. Tell me athletes bet. Don't mess, don't mess with Asian people's money. Bet. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, By no, the way, really did you guys do the poker here. rundown from Saturday? I'm sorry. I missed that. You had yeah, a bad yeah, night. I had a bad beat. I had really a couple bad. of bad beats. You could yeah. explain. Quick, you got, you got no, 10 seconds. Go ahead. Go tell, explain. I hit, I hit, I hit the ace high flush on the river and Wes from the other sports network completed a full house. Oof. And he went all in, and I snap called, and uh, he took Oof. all my money. Yeah. yeah Ooh, so damn. It's all good. Nah, Blake, knows, one. Blake knows yeah. all about that. All right. Yeah. That, that's, that does it for <laughs> us today. I'm your host, Wim Lou, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on Sports FM 90 The Fan. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe, and please rate and review our show. A reminder, we're streaming live on Sportsnet's YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360, Monday to Friday between 2 and 3 p.m. Thanks again to my producer and co-host, Alex. Well, thanks to Blake for popping in. Uh, make sure you keep tuning in for Jay's Talk Plus. And uh, yeah, our board producer, Derek Brandale, Jennifer Rolnick, for helping us with the YouTube stream. And we'll talk to you tomorrow with Blake.